everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Today in Town Packers podcast. My name is Griffin. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at All Day Packers. And I'm joined, as always, by my good friend Braun, who you can follow on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. We're coming back to you off of another week in the NFL that the Packers did not play in because they are the number one seed in the NFC, and they didn't have to play this week. But we've got the San Francisco 49ers coming to town this Saturday. Fun weekend of football we had. A lot of blowouts, but a couple really good games. And uh, it's going to be fun. We got a Dominique Daphne interview coming up later in this podcast, so stick around for that. That was really fun. Dom's a great guy, and he offers great insight into the Packers locker room. So stick around for that. We're happy to be here. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Big game coming up. Bron, how are you? I'm good, Griff. And, you know, this is the show today in Titletown. Come for our incorrect game predictions, but stay for our interviews with players. And, and that's what we're going to do here today, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so enjoy that, folks. And it, look, we won this weekend because we automatically advanced to the divisional the Packers round. Packers advanced to the divisional round. That's right. We just we won in the wild card re- weekend and we didn't even have to play. So <laughs> welcome to football, baby. The Packers are the number one seed. Get excited, people. I mean, I can't even remember your predictions last week. If you didn't listen to last week's show, we did a whole predictions episode predicting every game of the wild card weekend. I can't remember what you predicted. I didn't do too shabby though. I know you predicted you wanted so bad to pick the Steelers to beat the Chiefs. I don't know why, but you were really pulling for the Steelers there. You hey, that game, the- hey, guess who, who got the lead, though? Steelers got the lead. Yeah, they had the lead for it. <laughs> that, that, hey, they were up 7 nothing. They were up 7 nothing in the second quarter. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, what was the final score? <laughs> I stopped watching. I, don't I know. knew I, I would th- stop watching that one, too. I knew I would stop watching. It was closer to a bowling score for the for the Chiefs than anything else. <laughs> they, were, they almost... Threw a perfect 300 that game. I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah. Well, I think they I mean, ended up with it's like 243 points. The quarterbacks this weekend were absurd, not including Tom Brady. Obviously, we would never talk positively about him on this show, but we got Josh Allen looking like an animal out there in the five-degree weather. Patrick Mahomes looking like a like his 2019 self out of nowhere in that game. He looked Well, great. Tom Brady, I have to say, Tom Brady oh, did boy. look like an animal out there, but he just looked more like a wounded gazelle than anything else to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, that's enough Tom Brady talk. Uh, maybe we'll be talking about him next week. I don't know, but uh, anyways, Ooh, yeah, yeah, NFC there. Championship maybe a rematch. Rematch. Well, we could exercise our demons here. And by the way, I I posted about the Packers exercising their demons on my Instagram <laughs> today. Spelled exercise wrong. Don't know if you noticed that. Two different words there. Didn't know that exercise. And then and... <laughs> I sent him a picture of I sent him a picture of of like ghosts working out. Yeah, in response to that, demons. yeah, that was funny. Uh, I don't think anyone commented about it, so I was I the one who I told you. I, I did. I was you like, unfortunately, Griff, that's not correct. And it's funny because I I spell checked exercise about two or three times before I posted it. Little did I know, it's completely. different. You mean word. like you had to spell check exercise, like as in like working out? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I don't want to make a mistake. I had it right. But, you know, then you text me exercise with an O and I'm like, is this guy dumb? No, it's not. It's not. I can't believe you had to spell check exercise like that's some kind of uncommon word. It's a tough word, man. I don't know. Maybe there's a Z in there. Size. I don't know. Exercise with right. a Z. Let's talk about football here. Cowboys oh 49ers gosh. yesterday. That was a really fun game. Wild ending. What do you think of the play call there, Ron? We, we asked Dominique Daphne about this play call. He had a hot take about this play call, I think. I don't know. I don't know. What did you think about the play call? I thought it was dumb i well okay it's dumb in hindsight griff but i thought it was a decent play call at the time because they got in position they just if they execute the spike they got a chance to win the game from like the 25 30 yard line right i don't think it's the worst play call they just the execution was poor 
The, the obviously the they have to do a better job of getting the ball in the referees' hands. You watch Green Bay when they get in these positions every single week. The first thing they do, and many other teams too, but Green Bay specifically, they're handing the ball to the referee every time. They look for the referee. That's what these teams do. The Cowboys, for whatever reason, decided to spot the ball themselves. <laughs> yeah, Dak spotted it himself. And rely on the the referee's cardio to hopefully get there in time as the clock ticked down to zero. I mean, you know, they got what they asked for. I, I am not. I, I certainly don't uh, have any sadness for the Jets of the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Jets of the NFC. Yeah. Oh come on, man. Mike McCarthy. How can you say that about Mike McCarthy, bro? That's your guy. That's your no, guy right there. I'm not. That's nothing to do with him. They've been the Jets of the NFC since they. I mean, how long? Thirty years now. Yeah, long time. I was wondering when's the last time they won a playoff game. I I literally can't remember the last time they won a playoff game. I, I it's happened recently. I know that because I think they beat the Seahawks in 2018. I don't know. Who cares? Anyways, 49ers are coming to Green Bay. Uh, just listen to Do- the the Dominique Daphne interview by the way because he talks about uh the Green Bay's process when it comes to handing the ball to the refs. Griff, Griff, if they're here already. They're going to listen to Dominique Daphne talk. They barely want to hear us talk. I'm, I'm sure they only came here for him. They don't want to hear us. You're probably right, sadly. But, hey, man, thanks for listening to us. If you're seven minutes into this podcast and you're only here for Daphne, we appreciate it. Uh, let's talk about this 49ers game, Ron, because, God, am I nervous. I'm sure you're going to play the, I'm not nervous. We got this. Packers, best team in the league. But You know me too well. I, I do know you too well. But, come on, man. The 49ers, they got some playmakers. What are your thoughts going into this game, buddy? You know, I'm not nervous, honestly. I everybody's all crying and they're, you know, they're sitting in the corner of their house all shivering and shaking and nervous and I'm just sitting here like we do remember we beat this football team with much less than we've got now health-wise, roster-wise, and the 49ers are banged up. We are the healthiest team in the National Football League, Griff. The 49ers are probably the least healthy team. Jimmy Garoppolo's got a shoulder strain. He's also been dealing with a thumb strain. He's going to be playing in the cold. He's not a good quarterback in the warm weather. He's going to be playing in the cold Lambeau weather against one of the good defenses in the in the NFC remaining, which is the Green Bay Packers. Good linebackers. Jair will be back to complete our secondary. The pass rush is going to be absolutely awesome with the return of Whitney Merciless and Zadarius Smith. We are ready. We are so ready. The 49ers feel like a stepping stone to me because they're a good enough team to beat and feel really good about it. We also lost to them in the NFC Championship in 2019, yes, and that's just enough to fuel us, to keep us on our toes because they ran all over us last time. We're going to stop the run because we're going to be going into the game knowing they're going to want to run the ball, and even if they don't run the ball like we think they will, they're not going to be able to pass it with Jimmy G in the freezing cold I feel very, very good about this game. I feel like we could win by double digits. I know you do. One of my favorite things to do real quick is when, whenever the weather gets cold, whenever we're having a home game against it, like a big game against a quarterback from warm, warm weather, warm weather state. I love one of my favorite research studies to do is go through all of his games and see how he performs in games below 32 degrees. I have to do that for Jimmy this week. Don't steal that from me, by the way. Or any uh, any other pages listening to this? Don't do that because that's. I don't know. <laughs> it, you know what? It would have been great if you had that prepared for our podcast. We 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 do a weekly podcast. That would have yeah, been something. Yeah, I could have had it ready here. Yeah, I guess I could have. Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree with you, man. I it feels like whenever we come into these games, where everyone's worried about the run game, like Dalvin Cook two weeks ago and Derrick Henry last year, it seems like as of late we've been ready to we've been ready to 
bottle up the run game. We don't have Mike Pettin anymore. Obviously, Mike Pettin could not care less about the run game. But Joe Barry, this team has done a much better job at that. And you're right. You said it. Whitney Merciless is coming back along with Zadarius Smith. And Whitney Merciless, that's just insane. Because he goes out, what, week seven, week eight? I think it was week seven he, he's out for the year. And it was kind of like, wow, that sucks. Whitney Merciless, he, he gets signed off the street. Uh, free agent, veteran, and he's played so well for us, and now he's up for the year. I think you cried, Brom. Did you cry? I know you were really beat up about it. But now he's back. And he's <laughs> I did not to- cry. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, you just slipped that in there. Cried. You just slipped that in there like I shed tears for an injury. <laughs> no, I, but you know what? I was very pleased to have the fact that now he's back. I was disappointed that he was going to be out after we signed him. and he like he's such, I love that signing because he's such a great addition to the locker room. Obviously, what he was doing on the field was more than we could have imagined for us. Just his pass rush was... He's a veteran. He's a pro. He's one of the great guys in this league, you know, on and off the field. And now to have him back, it's just another boost to to the roster, to the pass rush, to the locker room, all of the above. So it's great to have him back. And I cried when he came back, that's for sure. I shed many (laughs) tears. I know you did. Uh, it was kind of like it was like WWE moment when he comes back. Rob Domofsky tweets, he was a surprise. Whitney Merciless on the practice field last Wednesday. Like, what? Whitney Merciless? Am I reading this right? Because, you know, every the entire year in the back of my mind, Whitney Merciless is out for this season. He's not coming back this year. But he's coming back. That's kind of crazy. But we're happy to have him back, and we really need him for this playoff run. It kind of just adds to the guys who are coming back, which we talk about every single week. We've got Jair, who's been practicing for a month. Zedarius is coming back. Whitney Merciless now. David Bakhtiari's back. Josh Myers is back. This is the real Packers team, and they've won Bill 13 Turner. games. Bill Turner is going to be back. Randall Cobb's going to be back. Uh, this is the Packers team that has won 13 games without most of these guys for a lot of games this season. And this is just this is just awesome, man. I'm so excited. And I hope I'm not getting too excited because, oh, God, man, the 49ers scare me. Here's the theme of this podcast. The broader theme of this podcast is going to be me talking about what scares me about the San Francisco 49ers and you calling me a madman for worrying about these things. But here we go. So Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, George Kittle, Jimmy Garoppolo is – Probably a bad quarterback. He's probably a worse version of Kirk Cousins. But when you've got those playmakers on the field, like that is a lot of ground to cover for the Packers defense, man. I don't know. If, uh, we did it in week three. We did a pretty good job of slowing them down. And do you remember this week two broad- podcast, Bron? Because we were both very, very worried about that week three game. I was pessimistic, to say the least, about uh, we our chances. Both we both were very pessimistic. We were coming off a Monday Night Football win against the Lions, and we had just two weeks ago been blown out by the Saints. So we weren't too optimistic, and we thought the 49ers were going to be a lot better than they were. But uh, we played really well that game, and we were able to bottle up Jimmy. That was in San Francisco, so maybe we're going to be able to do that again. But I don't know, man. This team looks scary. And it kind of they kind of tapered off in the second half against Dallas. But in that first half, when they were just going up and down the field on them, it was like, oh my god, I can. This feels like the 2019 NFC Championship game. But go ahead, Ron. Tell me why I'm crazy. Griff, do you understand we beat this team in their place already without half our roster that we've By got? By the now? hair on my chinny chin chin. We, we were them. up 17 nothing we against were them. Up 17 do you remember the right. Eric yes, Stokes? Yes, yes. Do you remember the phantom? Pass interference there call was a lot Eric of Stokes. phantom calls in that game, which were ridiculous. They have no, they had no business getting in that, fo- getting back in that football game. Griff, we were blowing them out, and then all these little things happened that just balled up, and and that's how they got back in the game. But guess what? We still won, and now it's going to be in the cold. We're the number one seed, Griff. We are better than this football team by a long shot. I don't understand. 
I do not understand your... we're well-rested. You we're well rested. We're we're rejuvenated and we're ready. Well, don't get me wrong. I think we're gonna win. And uh, what's oh, this like? <laughs> okay. But you're scared. I'm scared. How are you yes. scared? It's a playoff game. We are. I've we been, are the my winners. My heart has been broken so many times. They're scared of us. They're uh, scared of us. Yeah. Okay. Their fans are scared of us. Maybe. I don't think the team itself is scared of us. You don't think Jimmy G is shaking in his boots right now? He might worrying be that he's get, Jimmy he's got he, twenty degrees Jimmy on his. Jimmy G is going to be freezing. What I, Did I say Jimmy B? I said Jimmy B. <laughs> oh, you are an idiot. Anyway. Uh, no, yeah, but no. Jimmy B uh, is... <laughs> seriously, though. Jimmy G, he's never played... He doesn't play in the cold. You know what? He played in the cold once. Oh, wait. It was for New England. Oh, wait. He only took three snaps, and they were all kneels. He kneeled three times. Wait, he you has have not these played stats? in the cold. You have these stats about the cold yes, I Yeah, I have the stats, buddy. Don't steal it from me now. <laughs> How'd you get these? I got him, baby. Don't you worry about it. We're going to win this whole thing, buddy. I am excited. We're going to the Super Bowl. I can see it now. And I tell Dominique something similar late in the show. We are going to the Super Bowl. You know that, I think you straight up asked him if we were going to the Super Bowl. Yes, I did. And hear his response later in the show. Oh, man. I don't know. This is similar to last week. Last year, I mean. Because I remember last year, we were playing the Rams in the divisional round. Were they the sixth seed? Probably. They had just beaten the Seahawks. And it was like, their quarterback sucks. He's probably not very good. But that defense is good, and they've got playmakers. And I was nervous, and you were like, Griff, we're the one seed. We're going to run right by him. Sean McVay sucks. And I was like, yeah. Okay, that's a little much. I didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) In the the same vein as that. No, it's literally the same idea, Griff. It is very similar to last year. Also, Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, you know how bad Matt LaFleur wants to beat this guy? They are yes, not friends, yes. buddy. They are not friends, let me tell you. They are not friends. I'm breaking some news here. Actually, I have no insight on that at all. But <laughs> I just have zero insight. I really don't think they're friends. They are icy, man. I feel like they are. I, you know what it is? When Kyle tried to get Aaron or call Aaron, oh, yeah, Matt LaFleur, yeah. Matt LaFleur was done. Yeah, done. And that's why now... Matt LaFleur really doesn't talk about Kyle as his friend. They don't talk now during the season. They don't and shake hands. They didn't shake the hands. La- they didn't shake hands in week three when Matt LaFleur ripped his heart out, and they're probably not going to do it again when Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Devondre Campbell, Rasul Douglas, Jair Alexander, Zadarius Smith, when they all come and do it again. You know, you forgot Kenny Clark there, which reminds me that... Uh... you want me to name the whole 53? <laughs> name all the players right now. Dominique Daphne, Kenny Dom, Clark. You forgot Dom Daphne, bro. Come on, do How it could all Daphne. I? Do it all Daphne, it all man. Daphne. How could I forget it? I don't know. But look, I'm excited. Why everybody's all nervous? Okay. I'm excited. I am thrilled. I know we're going to win this game. Griff, look at all the games that happened this weekend. What happened? The team that was better won the game. We're going to do the same thing. Yeah. I am not worried. Yeah, Everybody needs to stop worrying and forget the past. Yes, have they beaten us in the playoffs three times? Three times. Zero yes. wins, Aaron Rodgers. Zero wins. The only time that two of those were in the warm weather, and the other was with Colin Kaepernick from Wisconsin, used to the warm weather, running <laughs> all over us, and he's not there anymore. Everybody yeah. needs to calm down. This past will not dictate our present. We I are agree. ready. I agree with that. That 2019 team... Also, was not very good. Like that. We have just, a much different yeah. roster now. The team is much better now. And Think about the superstars we have that are playing so well that we didn't have that time around. Different defensive coordinator as well, and Rogers playing on a different level. Yeah, different MVP Rogers. MVP Rogers is two and zero against against San Fran these past two seasons. Because remember last year that Thursday night game, they didn't have any players that game, but Rogers ran right through them, and that was in California. 
So, yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, I'm nervous only because it's a Packers playoff game against the 49ers. My first season watching f- football, 2013, I was only like half watching, but I remember that playoff game so well. It was pretty upsetting. But, uh, you know, th- I'm just, I'm nervous about that. And obviously the 2019 NFC, NFC Championship game, that one has me scarred. But, you know, I agree. I agree. I There's no reason that the Packers shouldn't win this game. They're the better team. They've played like the better team all season long. And we have a better quarterback. That's it's just honestly it might be that simple because Jimmy G was trying to give that game away <clears throat> late in the game against Dallas. Rodgers doesn't do that. It, it's like Rodgers doesn't he he just wins games. He wins games. He doesn't try to give the give the game away like that. Even, he doesn't turn the ball over, Griff. He doesn't, he doesn't turn, turn the, the ball, ball over. Yeah, he this, they don't give away possessions like that. They don't. We don't. I don't remember the last time somebody fumbled. I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah, when's the last time someone fumbled? Man? First of all, he has zero fumbles this year, if I'm correct. At least none recovered by the uh, the defense. Maybe one that was recovered by us, but he has none. I'm pretty sure yeah, none. Yeah, he had lost. one against Minnesota. He and but didn't lose it, right? Didn't lose it, yeah. Right. Okay. So the other thing I want to talk about, the most important thing, the only way that we could possibly lose this game, if you ask me, is if we commit penalties, commit turnovers, and what's the other thing I had in mind? Just do things like to to make us make our own mistakes, shoot ourselves in the foot. The only team that can beat us is us. And we did that against the Bucks. Uncharacteristic mistakes. We dropped picks. We had stupid play calls on defense and offense. We just the penalties. If we don't commit penalties like we haven't all year, if we don't turn the ball over like we haven't all year, if we don't shoot ourselves in the foot, we're gonna win every game. We're gonna win every game. We are two wins away from the Super Bowl at home, and then we go to the Super Bowl and we're gonna beat a team that's probably not as good as Tampa Bay. And that's what's gonna happen. If we do what we do on a week-to-week basis to the tune of 13 wins this year, we are going to win the Super Bowl. And that's all there is to it. And we've got 13 wins this year. We went 13-3, and not including that false Lions game. 13-3 and this year. We just need to do this three more times against teams that are not as talented, not as good, not as well-coached, not as strong of a contender for the Super Bowl as us. And if we do that three more times, 13 times we've done it, three more, we will be hoisting the Lombardi Trophy over our heads, and it will be the most glorious thing you've ever seen. No thoughts on that, Griff? Oh my god, I was on mute. (laughs) No thoughts on that, Griff. That was inspirational, Coach Braun. But yeah, I agree with you. I agree. This is our this is our first obstacle on the on a long postseason on the way to our destiny. And obviously, what my post earlier today was about exercising our demons. And I'm working out, getting on the treadmill. It was you know we we lose to San Fran in the 2019 NFC Championship game. We're gonna play them this Saturday. And then there's a good chance. I mean, this game is on right now. Cardinals and Rams. Don't know who's winning. Uh, we we gotta we gotta wrap this up so we can watch this game. Rams but, uh, up seven nothing. Oh, I I picked the Rams. I picked um, the Rams also. Wait, did well, you pick the Rams? I did pick the Rams. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I so, think the Rams win. Odell caught another touchdown. Wow. <laughs> but just wait until Matt Stafford throws a pick and he's got to make a tackle. That'll yeah. be rough. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, the winner of this game is going to Tampa Bay. I don't. I don't. I, I, I'm picking Tampa Bay in that game, most likely, either team. So there's a good chance that next week, if we win this game against Niners, then we're going to be playing Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship game, a rematch at Lambeau Field, which will be nice because it'll be able, LaFleur will be able to exercise his demons, 
get both of those monkeys off his back. The loss to Tampa Bay, the loss to San Fran, all in one postseason. And then I don't know who's the ideal Superman, Super Bowl matchup for that, for that uh, poetic justice. There, there's not really an AFC team that's had his number. Well, you know who it is. It's it's the Kansas City Chiefs to redo Super Bowl one. That's probably <laughs> oh, yeah. it. Now, we won Super Bowl one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that's that's the best I got. <laughs> okay, we did lose to Kansas City. That could be like I don't know. Yeah, we lost with Jordan Love by seven. Yeah, this so. this storyline kind of ends in the NFC, but did we wait? Wait, what, did we lose by six? I think we lost by six. We, in that yeah, game. thirteen to seven. So six. Well, no, seven. I mean now we got we exercise. We're gonna keep saying exercise your demons because of whatever Griff's got a thing <laughs> for that, I guess. But once we exercise our demons and hit the gym one more time, then in the, <laughs> by the time the Super Bowl rolls around. We'll be past our demons and ready to do now, just focus on ourselves and ready to go win the Super Bowl. I mean, who are we... All right, let's not get too... Let's win this game. Let's, let's win, win this game. game. This is... Let's talk about it, Griff. Let's okay, win this game. Yeah, let's talk about this. This defense, I'm, I'm not going to say scares me because you're going to go off on me, but they are. it is a very talented defense. Fred Warner would never wish it injury upon anyone, but I was hoping he'd be out for this game. He's not going to be out for this game. He's going to be playing in it. Same with Nick Bosa, it looks like. So they've got a very talented front. And I mean, if anything has been able to stop the Packers in these past few seasons, it's been very talented fronts on defense, including the 49ers in the NFC Championship game two years ago. So that's something where if we're trying to run the ball into a brick wall over and over again, that could be a problem. But I think with the O-line being as healthy as it's going to be, and it hasn't been that healthy in so long, I think we're going to see more success in the ground game than we're used to seeing. And then, you know, you got Rodgers who's able to cover up defenses, so maybe that won't be a problem for him. David Bakhtiari back at left tackle. So I just kind of debunked my own theory there that the talented front could be a problem, but it could be a problem. You know, they've got a very talented defensive line and very athletic, talented linebackers. Fred Warner, one of the best in the game. So that could, that's something to look out for, but I think the Packers are going to have it ready. You're right, man. The Packers are going to win this game. What are we even previewing this for? The Packers are going to win. I don't know. This feels like, uh, first of all, I look at the, the Niners secondary and they're not impressive. They Who do they even have? Like, who who's that guy that's going to stop Devontae? I don't see it. I do not see a player that's going to lock down Devontae Adams. It's just they don't have those guys. They don't have the personnel to match what we can do on offense with Aaron and Devontae. Plus, Randall Cobb's return. The offensive line is back at almost full strength. If we get David out there at left tackle, we're not going to have Elton, obviously, and that sucks to lose him because he's so important. But we're going to have David. We're going to have, hopefully, it looks like we're going to have Bill out there. And if not, you know, Dennis Kelly's played well. Even Yash, like, whatever goes on, like, we've played well this year. We've been in a good position. I don't know what the Niners can do. Nick, you have to look at the guys that they've got hurt. Fred Warner on a hurt ankle, this is this is a human game. Just because they play does not mean they're 100%, and it does not mean that they will play at their best. Nick Bosa got crunched in that game, and I was, I was surpri- I'm surprised and impressed that he's going to be able to play through it, that concussion or whatever. I thought it was even a back and a neck situation. He looked, it looked bad, but here he is, he's going to play, but that doesn't mean he's going to be his 100% health. These guys are coming off a really, really tough game. They won at the last second. I mean, this it's a tough game, and they, it's going to be a slight short week. They played on, sun, uh, they played on Sunday, and, and they got to come to Lambeau for a Saturday night game. It's a slight short week, but they're not at 100%. Jimmy Garoppolo's shoulder is really banged up. His thumb was banged up beforehand. Like I said, all this in the cold for a team that's been playing in the warm weather for about 10, you know, all season. They haven't played a cold weather game yet this year. I don't even remember the last time they played a cold weather game. 
this is a legitimate thing. They are not in a good position. It's just going to be really interesting to see how we go about it, but I like our chances in many ways. Jimmy G quarterbacking on the other side gives me more confidence than anything else in this game because he is a worse Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins himself is not very good when you're trying to win ball games. And we saw it on Sunday, man. Jimmy G, he's just... He's just not a great quarterback, and he can put the ball where it needs to go, but if you give him tight windows, if you put him under pressure, he kind of freaks out and doesn't really know what to do. So that's that should be goal number one for the Packers defense is stopping the run, getting a lead earlier, which we talked about all last season. <laughs> that was like every single preview game we were talking about, getting the lead early, get, electing to receive the kickoff, getting a lead early so we could force these teams to pass on us and not run on us because that was such a such a kryptonite for us in years past. But this year we're we're bottling up the run game better than we were. And if but the same game plan goes here because if if 49ers if they kind of take control of the game and they're able to run on us, that's really that's not ideal. So we need to be able to get the lead first of all and also stop the run early to force Jimmy G to have to throw it. Because as soon as we force Jimmy G to have to throw it, he's going to be throwing balls to Devondre Campbell. And Devondre Campbell's going to catch him. Rasul Douglas is going to catch it and take it for a touchdown. So as as long as we just don't let them play within their game plan, which they were able to do against Dallas pretty much the entire first half, most of the third quarter, until Dallas started to come back. They were just playing within their game plan. They were running the ball well. They were play-actioning well off of that. And Jimmy G had these easy dink-and-dunk throws. Even down the field, they were just easy throws. If we take away the run game, take away these easy passes, give him some tight windows, put him under pressure with Whitney Merciless coming back and Zadarius Smith and Kenny Clark and Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, I mean, it's, <laughs> that might be enough to win the game alone, no matter how the offense performs. Yeah, Griff, it's exciting. I feel like we're in a really good spot. Um, yeah, I mean, how much more is there to say, really? We've outlined why we think we're going to end up winning this football game. Uh, how devastating would it be for that not to be the outcome? I can't even imagine, uh, because we've got plans much beyond this week and even obviously beyond the NFC championship game and anything less than that is a failure entirely, um, because of what position we're in and and what we want to do and, and, Obviously, the quarterback we have, the receiver we have, the uncertainty surrounding everything. Um, so, yes, we need to win this game. This is one step closer. We've got three more to go. Three more to go. And this is one step, and we've got... A, it's not going to be easy, but I feel really good about our chances with the guys we've got out there. And this is a great opportunity for us to really start gelling with our full roster back at full health Hopefully there's no rust factor with these guys because we do have a significant number of guys coming back and playing significant snaps. So hopefully that's not an issue. Hopefully, the obviously, the bye week, the rest that they've got you know, between the second half and then a week of not playing and now another week of just practice for this game. Hopefully all of that stuff, we can overcome just about any type of adversity that we've got and win this game because it is truly the definition of a must-win football game. Let's kind of let's pick these games here. So last week, I mean... Neither of us did great. You picked you picked the Bengals. I picked the Bengals as well. I think you picked the Raiders to cover the spread. That did that did not hit for you, but I picked the Bengals to cover the spread. So you picked the Bills. I picked the Patriots. That was error by me. <laughs> they didn't have a chance in that game. Bill Belichick, why would you do this? But you picked the Bills, so you get that one. Uh, we both picked the Bucks. Obviously, they beat the Eagles. You wanted the Eagles. You almost wanted to pick the Eagles. I know you did. Uh, the 49ers. I think, that was a mistake, yeah. I, th- I think you went with Dallas because, remember, I said that 
I don't trust Mike McCarthy. Wow, that kind of aged well, didn't it? I said I don't trust Mike McCarthy. Well, you like, I mean, you're a Mike McCarthy hater. It so depends who you're asking, yeah. 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 But you were like, just because of that, I'm going to pick the Cowboys. You picked the Cowboys there. Uh, we both picked the Chiefs. You wanted to pick the Steelers so bad. I did because they out got there. out to a 7 nothing lead and then they blew it. So we we obviously don't know which one of these teams, the Cardinals or Rams, are going to be going to Tampa Bay, but let's try to pick these divisional playoffs, and then we'll get to the Daphne interview, which is what we're all here for. MVP of the team, some are saying, Dominique Daphne. Uh, stick around <laughs> for that, but real quick, we've got Bengals-Titans on uh, CBS at 4.30 on good game. Saturday. That's going to be a good game. Yeah, what do you think the spread is in that game? Remember, it's in Tennessee. Tennessee are you having me off. guess here? You're going to yeah, have me guess what do you game? think the spread is, yeah? I'm going to go with minus four. Minus three and a half Titans. Are okay, favorite. that was yeah. You know why? Why? Because like you said last week, um, for those who listened to last week's episode, the the home field advantage gives you three points, and then it's really it is a toss up after that almost. The three and a half gives it. Uh, it really is that toss up factor with Tennessee slightly favored. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at that game. Derrick Henry's return is pretty big for that. I think this is going to be a really good game. But these the problem is these might be the. The, the third and fourth best teams in the AFC, that that that's possible. Yeah. So it's yeah. going to be interesting, but I am going with the Bengals. I just feel like Tennessee. I don't know. It's I, I'm just I feel like the Bengals are hot, and they're they, they're probably better. But it's going to be a close game. I never liked the Titans this year. I really never liked Me them. Me either. Much. I never liked them, man. They're the number one seed. And it's like how? How are they? I don't the think they're very. I don't do think they're well? very good. Yeah. I what don't do they think do they're well? very good. I don't know. I have no. I run the ball when Derrick Henry's I mean, there, but they're well coached. You know they're sound in their fundamentals, but they really don't have that identity. They've had so many injuries this year, they haven't been able to have one, arguably, but you know, they even with AJ Brown back and Derrick Henry back, I just I don't know. I think I think the Bengals are gonna just throw it over the top and I think they're gonna find success there. So you're taking the Bengals to win straight up, because I am. I am also, but uh, I am I'm, I'm gonna well that in that case it, they with the spread as well I take them so yeah yeah I'm taking them to win the game so obviously <laughs> eight fifteen on Fox Joe Buck and Troy Aikman it's gonna be a good game uh, this is uh let's see these are the San Francisco 49ers at the Green Bay Packers ooh that's gonna be well a good I don't game. I don't know much about the Packers but <laughs> no, okay what do you think the spread is here I think you've already seen it I've seen the spread is minus. Four, minus five and a half, minus yep, five and a half. Five and a half, yep. Green that Bay feels Bay about Bay. right. That I, feels I like, about right, right? Yeah. You yeah, think? I mean, you think Packers cover that? Yeah, I think we're gonna win by probably. I, I I sound like an idiot when I say like, oh, we're gonna win by double digits, but like I do, I feel like we will. I feel like ten. We're, this, we're gonna set the much. tone. Yeah. It's yeah, not. I but think it, we're gonna cover that. We're gonna set the tone. We're gonna set the tone with this win. Propel us into the NFC Championship where we want it to be a different outcome. Outcome against uh, probably the Bucks. This is we need to do this. This is a, this is a tone setting game. We need to win, but we need to do it in a way that f- makes us feel like we are the the buzzsaw that teams are going to have trouble getting through. And that's what and, happened against the Rams last year, man. That was a blowout win. Everyone thought it was going to be close. Some people were picking the upset with the Rams, but it ended up we just blew them out of the water. And that defense, I mean, there were so many stats about how they hadn't had a, they hadn't allowed a 300-yard passer. They haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher, 150-yard rusher, something like that. And we crossed both of those numbers, and we just ran right by them and just proved that we, we are the team to beat. And then we got beaten the next week. But this feels like it could be another one of those games, you know. Plus, that game last year against the Rams, it was some. It was Kevin Burkhardt and Charles Davis on commentary. Ugh. 
Doesn't that give you a real big game feel? No. This one's going to be Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, most likely. Did you see uh, <laughs> Troy Aikman during the during the Bucks-Eagles game? Joe Buck's like, you know, we got 49ers-Cowboys coming up. That's going to be a great game. And Troy Aikman's like, yeah, I, yeah, it's going to be a great game. I, there's a lot of people who would like to be calling that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because so he was in the middle of a snooze fest. He was so bored, man. I was like, 49ers Cowboys. That is the most Troy Buck Joe. <laughs> that is the most Joe Buck Troy Aikman game of all time. That that is like this is Fox afternoon slot. No idea why that was on CBS because CBS. I don't know if you knew this, Braun. CBS has the AFC package. Fox has the NFC package. Did you know I that? I do know that. Yes, okay. I did. <laughs> I didn't know if you knew that. I learned that in the Joe Buck biography which I read in ninth grade. I love Joe Buck. What was it called? <laughs> it's called uh, Lucky Bastard. That's right. Yeah. I don't think I ever finished it, but I read a lot of it, and I learned that. Uh, okay, so anyways, you think Packers going to cover that spread 5.5. So this leaves us with Sunday at 6.30 p.m. on CBS. Chiefs, Bills at Chiefs. That's going to be such a good game, man. That I'm is interested. a toss-up. I'm interested spread? in who you pick. I'm interested in what you think the spread is and who's favored. Okay, the spread's got to be minus 3, or maybe, you know what, Kansas City's going to get, I'm going to say minus 4.5. Kansas City minus four and a half. Yeah. Wow. It's Kansas City minus two and a half. Whoa. You know what that means? That, you, that, that means, means Buffalo's the favorite. If there was in a neutral field. Yeah, on a neutral field, Buffalo's favored by half a point. Whoa. Well, I don't know. Though. I don't know how how much these bookies are factoring factoring in home field advantage this year because I think road teams have won just as much as they did last year. Oh, well, they right. always. I mean, the, but if you thought if you crowd. thought the spread would be four and a half, that means you you got to hammer Kansas City here, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm just as that was what I that's what I thought it would be because everybody's like, "Oh, Kansas City is the greatest thing to ever happen to this earth." So that's why I mean, I that's why I assumed it was them, but I don't know. I mean, okay, who are you picking because that is a tough one for this me. This is such a tough one, man. I mean, the spread almost doesn't matter. Two and a half is like You know what? I am picking the Bills because I don't think that Kansas City is that good. I think they're pretty fraudulent if you ask me. They play bad at times. They played bad to start the Steelers game. I just, I, I don't know. I just don't buy Kansas City. I'm going with the Bills, even though that's probably incorrect. I'm going with the Bills anyway. You're going with the Bills? I want to. I really want to. Man, Josh Allen, he was insane, man. He was just absurd on that Saturday night game against the Bill Belichick defense. It looked like they weren't even out there. It was crazy. Through more touchdowns and incompletions, they ended every every series with a touchdown or kneel down. I mean, it was insane. But also, Patrick Mahomes last night looked like 2019 Patrick Mahomes. He hasn't quite looked like that all season. He had long. a good game. That was a really good game. He was dropping dimes, bro. On the run, to his left. just He looked like the unicorn that he was when he first got into the league. So, I don't know, man. I, this is going to be a really good game. This is going to be a great game. I think it's going to be closer because, remember in the playoffs last year, the Chiefs blew him out. But earlier this season, can't remember what week that was, but uh, the Bills blew him out. I think it's going to be much closer than that, which is why the spread is only two and a half. But I'm going to go. Oh, I was thinking about this today in my head earlier. I told myself Bills, but now I want to take the Chiefs. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs. I trust. Why am I taking the Chiefs? Why am I? I, I trust Patrick Mahomes. I trust Andy Reid. And uh, they got playmakers. They have more playmakers, I think, than the Bills do. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Okay, so what about this? Uh, so this Rams Cardinals game, we're literally we both got it on right now. Looks like the Rams are about to make it fourteen. I mean, if let's say the Rams, so let's assume the Rams win in this case. What do you think about them? What would you put the spread at, and then who are you picking to win that game? 
and then we'll do it the same for the Cardinals. You're saying so if the Rams win, I would if the Rams win, I would have Tampa Bay games in Tampa Bay. I would say Tampa Bay minus four and a half it feels like a good number, right? And I would take Tampa Bay in that case, both spread wise. And- uh, yeah. Okay, I feel uh, I'll, I'll I'll stick with your four and a half, and I'll take Tampa Bay as well. Yeah. In that game. Now, if Arizona somehow comes back and wins this game, because they've looked like they're not even on the field tonight, but if they come back and win this game, then uh, I think the spread in Tampa Bay would be seven. Honestly, I think it would be Tampa Bay minus seven. And uh, I'm gonna go. I would say minus seven and a half. But yeah. Yeah, I, I would take Tampa Bay to obviously win that game too. But I think the I think the Cardinals could keep it close in that one. No, no, I don't. I, I think Tampa Bay is gonna probably take care of business pretty well. They just they're the most boring team in football. <laughs> betting against our own made-up spreads is a new low for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> li- that's what I said. Come for the Dominique Daphne interview. Stay for our horrible game picks. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, okay. Well, it's going to be fun, man. I we got to wrap this up because I want to watch this game. I think it's still in the first quarter. So yeah, let's get out of here. It, it's but... not okay. Well, let's get out of here. That's we've had a good discussion here. Uh, let's get to this Dominique Daphne interview. Hey, wait, can I just, everybody, first of all, listen, I want to say, if you're here for the Dominique Daphne interview and you've never listened to us before, stick around, listen to us, we're on weekly, join us on this journey to the Super Bowl, we're going to be, we're still going to be here every week, we're going to be doing these little, uh, we'll do, usually just me and Griff, and Mason, we'd love to have you maybe listen. Mason, you gotta meet who Mason, knows? stick around for when Mason comes back. But, yes, I'm telling you guys, everybody who's listening right now, keep listening, because we run a good show here. We get a nice guest once in a while, and we've got a lot of fun ahead of us with these playoffs, so um, everything's heating up now. So, But, Griff, give us the whole thing about how you should review us and whatnot. Well, actually, we're going to hit the Dominique Daphne interview first. All right, we're here with Dominique Daphne coming on, making his second appearance on the Today Entitled Tom Packers podcast. Thanks so much for coming on, Dom. How are you? Doing good, man. How are you? We're doing great. Thank you so much for coming on, man. We appreciate it. So uh, to get into this, let's just... Let's just talk about yesterday. Did you watch any of the football yesterday on Sunday that was going on, the Cowboys-49ers game? Yeah, I watched most of the game. Uh, obviously, up to the end, the way it ended was absolutely insane. But Yeah, that was crazy. I, uh, I, watched, I watched a lot of it. Yeah. Were you rooting for anyone in that game? Did you know that if the Niners won, they'd be coming to Lambeau this week? I did know that, but at the same time, I wasn't really rooting for anybody. I was kind of just watching it just to see how it would turn out. I... Actually, I have a friend who's like a big Cowboys fan, so I was, you know, giving him some, you know, giving it to him after the game. But uh, yeah, during the game, no, I I know some dudes on the 49ers like uh, Charlie uh, and George, so just was supporting them as well as just you know tuning in because the game was important for how this weekend was kind of pan so, out. Yeah, that I mean that's you know George obviously. With tight ends, and you guys have a pretty strong bond, right? Yeah. So, what what did you think of the ending of the game? The way that the referee had to come in, and obviously, you know, they have to touch the ball before the the Cowboys can snap it. The play call with you know the, the quarterback draw with 14 seconds left, and trying to get a spike in to get a chance for one more throw downfield at about the 30 yard line. What did you think of the whole way that ended? Did you did you feel like the Cowboys? Uh, you know, got screwed in some way, or, or do you feel like it ended fairly? Because, like the rules say, the referee's got to touch the ball. I mean, it was kind of just a cluster at the end, I will say. I feel like it could have been handled better. But at the same time, like, we know that that's the rule. You know, we go over that on a weekly basis, how it's really important in those moments to make sure you hand the ball to the ref because, 
like you said, they're going to, they have to touch it. Like that's just part of the rule. So we talk every week about how it's important to hand the ball to the ref, you know, get set, all those things. I honestly think it was a pretty good play call to go for the QB draw. Like you don't see that coming. And me personally, I didn't think he needed to necessarily run that far. I feel like Dak has a pretty good arm. I feel like it was a good play call. He just, I don't know, maybe he didn't need to run that far. Like just get maybe like 10, 12 yards and get down or something. But now we definitely talk about it on a, like every week about how it's important to hand the ball to the ref so something like that doesn't happen. That's actually, I was going to ask you about the play call there because I was dumbfounded at the play call. I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that with 14 seconds left, no timeouts of run play, but you're all for that? You thought that was a good play? I mean, it was, it was, it was smart because you don't see it coming. Like you look at the play, all their uh, defenders are trying to keep them in bounds. So instead of, you know, wasting time trying to throw the ball and then have them get out of bounds and then have them try to run in, get the ball to the ref, then go out, get set. You just have your quarterback run, get the first down, get down, give the ball to the ref and spike it. And you have enough time to either do what you got to do. So I honestly think it was a smart play call just as soon after the play was over. It was just like mayhem, really. The thing is, is like you look at the teams that lost this weekend and the one common theme I saw was that they're making the mental mistakes. And the number one thing too, is like, even in the Dallas game yesterday, the penalties were a real big deal. Like that, that was one of the main reasons they lost was the self-inflicted wounds. The now with you guys going into your first playoff game to, to really lock down on the fundamentals and, and stick to, you know, the rules and, and keep those penalties off the field. I mean, yeah, obviously every week those are important, but, like you see in the playoffs, they're they're much bigger because every play counts. So when you have situations like that where you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot, you have a good play, and then it's kind of a race by penalty or you're able to make a stop, and then, no, it's actually a first down because of a penalty. Like, it has a bigger mood swing, and it's kind of – it's just heightened in the fact that it's – obviously it's the playoffs, it's win or go home. So everything that happens is going to be more significant uh, in these games to come. So, you know, it's unfortunate that stuff happens like that, but, you know, it is, it, it's just, it's the game as well as just like you have to hone in on those type of things so that doesn't happen because, you know, you want the other team to beat you. You don't want to beat yourself. And they did have a lot of chances to get stops and get off, get off the field. And then they kept having penalties, which I was screaming at the TV. I'm like, dude, what is going on? Like I was even getting frustrated just because it was like, they had a chance to make it a game and obviously had a turnover and then everything kind of went their way. But then still like the, the, the penalties was just kind of killing them every, every chance they got. Yeah. I, I mean, us Packer fans, we all know about the, the playoffs and the winner go home aspect of it. And we've had a lot of playoff losses over the years. I don't know if you know about modern Packers history, but it's been a while since we got to that. We got to hold up that Lombardi. A lot of playoff losses since then, including last year. You were a part of that team last year when we lost in the NFC Championship game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What was that like? Because I know as a fan base last year, I think Braun said it on a podcast, it felt like our our year last year more than any other year. It again feels like that this year, but last year, I know the fan base definitely thought we were going to win it. I'm, I'm sure that you guys thought you had a good chance to win it too. What was that locker room like last year after the NFC Championship game loss? And what does that bring to you guys this year? Well, I mean, it was... I mean, we, I feel like we were all kind of just shocked, obviously heartbroken at the way it ended. And we were kind of just in the locker room, like 
you didn't really know what to do the next day because usually we come in, you know, get work in, but it was just like the season was over, just kind of out of nowhere. So obviously we were all shocked and disappointed. And I feel like that just the whole thing, just the way it ended, it just left such a just sour taste in everyone's mouth. And of course, everyone was there. It's just like, we don't, we don't want that to happen and again. Like had the opportunity to play at home and just still couldn't get it done. And still had a chance to get it done, honestly, with not playing the best game in the first half, got it turned around in the second half and just wasn't able to finish. I feel like just the whole thing, like it's just not something you forget about, obviously, because uh, it was my first playoff and I can remember all the faces in the locker room and how I felt after the game. So it's just not something you want to live through. And honestly, it just leaves a bigger chip on your shoulder for a, a lot of people. And like you said, with it, seeming like it was our year and even this year I feel like it's even more with the fact that we're coming together as an entire team as and whether that be offense and defense as well as just some players coming back I feel like we just have even a bigger motivation with everything that happened last year as well as the lead up to what's going going to happen this weekend so Dom last time around when we talked to you just a couple weeks before we talked to you I said kind of like what you said I said this year feels like our year more than any other year. And then not long ago, you know, just maybe a couple weeks ago this season, I said the exact same thing. And I think it was true last year, but I think it's even more true, like you said, this year. So, you know, when we talked to you last time, you guys were in a similar position that you're in right now. Number one seed clinched. You're coming off the bye. You're preparing for that special run that we all are looking for. And we know how last year ended. So what do you think is different with the team this time around, the locker room, the mindset, the roster as a whole, individually, as as a group, all of the above. Just what do you think is different this time around? I feel like we're just all locked in. You know, I feel like just how bad, how bad we want, like, to win a championship and how bad everybody wants to hold up that trophy. You know, you remember people celebrating on your field last year and that just doesn't sit right with you. And I feel like everything is just like it's just heightened a little bit this year because just how bad we won and everything we had to go through last year and this year and then just how we've come together as a team and then just some of the things that some of the uh, leaders of our team has said this year just trying to hone in you know how much how bad you want it realize how bad you how bad you want it you know use that momentum as we go through these couple of weeks trying to make a run. We've we've developed a nickname for you on this podcast. I'm not sure if you've heard it. We're calling you Do-It-All Daphne. You do it all. You do everything, right? Being in Green Bay now for a full year, how have you settled into your role not only on the field but off the field? Because like I said, you know, you're blocking. You're you're catching passes when needed. You're really you are doing it all. So as a player on and off the field, how have you carved a role for yourself, established yourself, settled in in Green Bay on this football team? Just important for me to know my role as well as to just accept it as well as just hone in on it. You know, every change you get to be out there, just make sure that your guy that you're blocking doesn't make the tackle or make sure you're running the best route or honestly just trying to accept my role and do what I can to help our team win. You know, like a lot of people say, you don't have to do more then you can. You don't have to do more than you're asked to. You know, just do your role, own your role, and accept it and do it at 110%. And honestly, I'm. this is probably the most excited I've ever been to play a football game because I just, uh, with the year that I've had with injuries and everything, which is weird for me because I have never really been injured 
before. So having to deal with everything, I just there's I'm just really excited to play football because there's a lot of football I've missed this season and we're getting in the playoffs and that's so important and I want this championship as bad as ever. So I'm just absolutely ready to play and whatever they ask me to do. I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna get down and do it. That's great, man. We're we're hoping for that championship too. So you look around the NFL. There's a lot of teams where they have their identified superstars. You know, like the Cowboys. You've got Zeke. You got C.D. Lamb. Dak, obviously. The Packers. They're a bit different because you've got you've got Devontae and you got Rodgers. But outside of that, it's really there's a lot of role players who know their role. And it's it's kind of like a the whole is the is greater than the sum of its parts situation. So like including yourself, like how hard is it? Do you think for some of these guys to identify their roles? And it's something that Coach Lafleur and Rogers talk about all the time. How admirable it is for you to just accept your role. Is that difficult week in and week out? Just being able to contribute only what you're asked to do. When it comes to that, you just like you realize that it is the ultimate team sport, and you know obviously people are gonna have roles in this. You know obviously people are gonna have you have like your games where you have the unexpected, like have like a really good game, but then you also have like you said your superstars who are just constantly doing what they do, and that's honestly what's so great about this team is the fact that you know twelve and seventeen are gonna do their thing, you know Kenny is gonna do his thing, you know uh, Dre is gonna do his thing, Ja maybe coming back, uh, Rasul has been a great great piece you know those like you know those guys are going to come with it it's just the fact that you also don't know who else is gonna have a great game this game because it could be anybody it could be Lazard could be Josiah could be AJ could be anybody like any like anybody's a weapon so you kind of have to you can't just obviously it's hard enough to just game plan for 12 and 17 but you also have to be cognizant of everybody else because not only are those two a problem but there's also other guys on this team who when asked and when called upon, they're going to, you know, make plays whenever that, whenever it's needed. Dom, how has the tight end room persevered through the loss of a guy like Robert Tunyon, who was so valuable to you last year in the passing game? How is, how is that, that room, including yourself, obviously, how have you guys stepped up to combat that loss and, and kind of rally around each other to, to make sure that there hasn't been a drop off in, in what you guys are doing in the passing game as a unit? Because there really hasn't been much drop-off, even from the tight end spot. You guys are getting done what you've been doing pretty much since the floor got here. So tell me about what it's been like to kind of get through that loss, which is a tough one. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was tough Like when it first happened. You know, you don't want to see that happen to anybody. You definitely don't want to see that happen to one of your guys in the room, someone like you look up to, someone you, you know, hang out with outside, you know, work out with talk to you know just you don't want to see that happen to anybody so the fact that it unfortunately happened was tough and you know we were there for him and in return he's been there for us you know he's still in the facility getting work in and he still pulls up to meetings every once in a while and coaches us and he'll be out there for practice so he definitely is still there in a sense where he is able to coach us up and give us some good advice whether it's on or off the field you know and I feel like we've leaned on Big Dog a lot as well as just the fact that we've accepted our role and realized that our role was going to be a little bit bigger than before, and we've accepted it, and he's leaned on us as well, and we kind of just kept chugging along as a tight end room. You literally mean pulls up when he's in that cart (laughs) that he's riding around in at practice and whatnot, which is it's so awesome to see those videos. Yeah, he's 
I'm gonna be honest. That thing is a little dangerous. I won't lie. It, it, <laughs> it's it's smooth when it's on like outside, but when it's inside, the the hallways are, are, are not prepared for a uh, moving vehicle. That thing gets <laughs> up to like 50 miles an hour, which again outside 50 miles an hour. He's just coming through. Like, he beats the, the horn. <laughs> yeah, in the hallway, 50 miles an hour is moving. Yeah, in all the videos, it's like, damn, he comes out of nowhere. So the tight end room, like. That room itself has kind of been the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Uh, if you were watching the game yesterday, I don't know if you saw, I think it was on the opening drive for the 49ers. Uh, both Debo and Ayuk were on the sideline. They had heavy personnel in. Travis Benjamin was the number one receiver. Obviously, the whole defense is going to think run play, run play, run play. And it ends up being a, they throw to Travis Benjamin off play action for a pretty nice gain. And do you think, like, kind of your touchdown against Chicago last year, it was kind of similar where. You know, the defense, they're worrying about Devontae Adams, best route runner on the field. They're worrying about MVS, who can run right by him. They're not worried about do-it-all Daphne running down the field. Do you think Coach LaFleur has something like that in his playbook, a tendency breaker? Because I'll be honest, every time you're on the th- uh, on the field, especially in the low red zone, I'm hoping for a Daphne touchdown. I mean, you know, I can't give up too much of the playbook. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we our coaches are well aware of, you know, the tendencies that we have and they obviously a lot of times look for tendency breakers and not to be predictable. You know, there's guys who watch film endlessly and are looking at our uh, tendencies when it comes to run pass and who's on the field when it's run pass. So, yeah, I mean, they, they know. They they plan for stuff like that. We we uh, obviously don't want to be too predictable so guys can just, just clog the box, put eight in the box, and or don't want to be too predictable where they – know that we're about to pass so there's always plays and formations or whatever that we do then we'll have tendency breakers so that you're not able to just know what we're about to do what was your uh what was your bi-week schedule like both in and out of the facility this week obviously you know it's not like a normal regular bye week where you guys get to kind of relax because you've got a playoff game in a week right so so what is the difference there and and what was your schedule like uh we still came in in the uh in the mornings and had like meetings and practice just so like, like you said, we weren't just like sitting around, you know, we were still, still getting in work, still lifting, still, still practicing. Just, it was more of us just focusing on us and what things we can get better at as, as a team and as an individual versus, you know, trying to get ready for a game. And a lot of that was also with the rehab uh, side, just trying to make sure our bodies are getting ready for, this week and preparing, you know, just trying to be able to be 100% once uh, next Saturday comes or this Saturday comes and as well as just get some of those guys back and get them used back used to playing football and getting everybody back in the football shape. Uh, the guys are about to have come back for this playoff run. So that's really what more what it was. It was just quick workouts, quick practices and just spend the rest of the day you know, focusing on your body. So you said earlier that you've been watching film on the San Francisco 49ers who will be playing this Saturday. Uh, what about that defense is really, what what's so good about that defense? They got a lot of stars. Fred Warner obviously had the injury scare in yesterday's game, but it sounds like he's going to be good to go. Same with Nick Bosa, and they've got a great D-line. What do you what do you look for on that defense, and what is the objective there? Because they do everything so well. I mean, yeah, they obviously have a really good front. Uh, really athletic linebackers and most of it is just kind of trying to do our job you know that's kind of the most important part is just making sure you do your job obviously we know that they have guys they have dudes on their defense 
And as long as we're able to hone in on the details and make sure that we're locked in on their defense, reading their defense, whether it's the front, the linebackers, or the reading their coverage, you know, just most importantly, just honing in on the details and uh, making sure that we're doing everything that we can do to uh, be firing on all cylinders, whether it's run pass, uh, RPO, play action, any of that, just making sure that we have all of our, you know, all of our weapons available. I wanted to ask you about uh, the week three matchup that you guys had. I know you didn't play, right? But uh, were you on the sidelines to see the way that that game ended where Rodgers and Devontae uh, kind of took over that, that last 37-second drive to get us in position to win that football game? Yeah. So what was that like to see that, their connection really at its peak, making that kind of play, single-handedly doing their job uh, to get us in position to win? What, what did that look like, and, and how, do you, how much do you think that game from this season, that victory, how much does that carry over into this playoff matchup? It's something to see. Like, like I see it like every day and, you know, it, it never gets old, honestly. And just, that's just who they are. Those two have a really good connection and obviously they have records of their own and they'll continuously break records, but just seeing those two and how they're on the same page all the time and how they somewhat speak their own language, it, it, it never gets, never gets old to see. And obviously any team is going to have to, be ready for that because it doesn't matter what the situation like those two the connection they have is it's it's like on display at any time like it can happen at any time so you have to be ready for it and then as far as how much the first game I mean when you think about it like it may have some carryover but I feel like we're looking at it from a standpoint of you know it's the playoffs you know you can't be like nothing nothing in the uh nothing in the regular season really matters anymore obviously the fact that the six seed team just beat the three seed like none of, nothing that happened in the uh, regular season really matters anymore is the fact that it was what got you here but now you have to do it again you know now you have to continuously win and like the coach LaFleur says a lot like nothing is going to be handed to us it doesn't really matter that we beat them the first time because you know we're all we're all looking for the same end goal and that's to raise the trophy at the end of the year be the last one to uh to be standing so really that's the most important thing and just the fact that we did beat them the first time I know they're probably going to have you know some feelings about it but at the same time we know that it's playoff time and that's just a different it's a different uh atmosphere when it comes to everything so everything that happened before it, it means it means little to nothing besides the fact that you know we somewhat know who they are as a team and you know what their schemes are and everything but as far as like the game you know, you gotta take you gotta take the dub. No one's just gonna hand anything to you. Yeah, I mean that's that's totally true. You put it, you really put it great there. And I want to ask you one final question. First of all, what would it mean? You touched on it a little bit, but what would it mean for you personally to win a Super Bowl with this team, with the quarterback, the receiver, all the talent that you guys have? What would it mean to win a Super Bowl? And also, are you guys gonna win a Super Bowl? Tell us that we're. Please tell us that we're gonna win. Please. I mean, I I, I know what I dream about. You know, I know what I've envisioned, and that's that's definitely that holding up that trophy. And, you know, we talk about as a team a lot about manifestation and saying what you want and envisioning, you know, yourself at the end holding up the Lombardi. But you know, like like I said, you got to do the work, and I'm extremely excited to to just to get into it tomorrow. Like we got practice starting tomorrow. We got a game on Saturday, so I'm extremely ready for to get this thing going. We got three more wins, man. Three more wins, and you will be immortalized forever, along with the rest of your teammates. 
Thank you so much for coming on, Dom. That's going to do it for this interview. Dom, Thanks I so can much. see it now. I can see it now, Dom. You catch the last pass of the game, and it's a touchdown. It's the game winner. And you're up on that podium holding that Super Bowl trophy as the MVP. I can see it now, Dom. <laughs> Super Bowl MVP. We're manifesting it, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate that one. And we're back. Dominique, he's a great guy. He's Honestly, he's really nice. It's really nice of him to come on this little tiny podcast that we have. We love Dominique. Hope we, hopefully we can get him back after he's a Super Bowl champion and he's immortalized in Packers history. He will be remembered as a member of the 53-man roster when the Packers won Super Bowl 56. That'll be awesome. And, Bron, did you have something to say? What am I? Hold on. What am I talking about? Is this like the end of the podcast or is this the beginning of the show? Like what is, what <laughs> this is, is this? The, this is the end of the podcast. Okay, everyone. Thanks for listening. The interview was a lot of fun. We love Dominique here. Obviously, our second time now with him. Um, he's a lot of fun to talk to. So uh, we'd love to get more guests on in the future as well. So keep listening. Like all our videos. Listen to every podcast. It helps us do things like get guys like Dominique on the show. And we've got a lot of fun stuff planned, not only for these next couple of weeks, but the future as well, long term. Uh, so please continue to listen. And thanks for listening to this episode. Go Pack Go. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week, as Bron just said. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you will find this podcast. Subscribe on all platforms. It help boost the podcast, boost the numbers, and uh, rate it five stars. Shoot us a DM if you enjoyed it. If you listen this far, shoot us a DM. A couple people have done that in the past couple weeks. We really appreciate it when you do that because it just it's nice to know that people are listening we- this far in. We will post your, if you say something to us, good or bad, we will post it. We will post it, yes. We will post it. So yeah, good or, you, If you tell us the show sucks, we're going to post it. If you tell us it's great, we're going to post it. So uh, we keep it authentic here on Today in Town. So shoot us a DM if you listen this far. Thank you so much. Share it with your friends and family. And uh, come back next week for an NFC Championship game preview. Right, Bron? There's no possibility of a loss here. It's going to be Not a, preview, a chance. preview show next week. And it's, it's going to be great. Uh I'm thinking of the NFC Championship game last year when we were saying, we're going to be back previewing the Super Bowl next week. And then we're back. And it's, hello, everyone. Welcome to another <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's not no. going to happen this time. No, it's not. We're ready. Yeah, we're, we're ready. ready. We're ready. We're NFC ready. Championship game preview coming up next week. Be here for that. Oh, we're going to exercise our demons, Exercising folks. our demons. We're going to take them to the gym, get them on the pull-up bar. Is that our new is that our new tagline for the podcast? Exercise I, your demons? No, I don't think so. I tagline, think we, and I exercise your demons is the new tagline everybody. Okay. Come and exercise your demons on every episode. Oh boy. Okay. This has gone on too long. Thank you so much for listening. Go back go.